welcome to episode 246 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I'm Ollie Spake and I'm joined by the gold medalist in the event of artistic not parkrun themes, Melissa Ellis. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Mel. I'm applauding your efforts once again. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're too <laughs> kind. It was thrown together last minute themes again this week. Sometimes the last minute preparation pulls it off. I mean, it's it's all about how you perform on the day, right? Yeah, clearly um, last minute works for me. Yeah. And look, how was it? How was not Parkrun Day? It was really good, actually. It culminated with a lot of green and gold and four tourists visiting Alice Palace Park Run. Two were uh, return tourists, so they were coming back for their second go, and two first-timers. Well, that's exciting. And how did you deal with the crowd situation? I mean, coming from where I am right now, that sounds rather foreign. We're allowed to (laughs) meet in groups of 10 now. Yeah, we should probably give the listeners a bit of a lockdown context update, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had a easing of restrictions in Victoria. We were allowed to meet outdoors in groups of 10. So I had four visitors plus myself, which was five. They weren't allowed to come inside my house. So there was no indoor brunch this week nope. at my place. We booked a local cafe. And, uh, yeah, we just walked up the road afterwards to have brunch at Jolly Miller's. Very nice. So that all worked really well. Yeah, no, it was very enjoyable. And I did have comments to say it felt very much like a parkrun morning. And everybody came dressed in the Olympic themes. Everybody got into the spirit, which was really good. Everybody signed the selfie frame. That's what I'd get everybody to do that visits. Excellent. They signed the back of my selfie frame. Yeah, it was a fun morning and um, oh. enjoyed it very much and brought a cupcake home for Zoe. Oh, excellent. I mean, I'm still sort of balancing the uh, the lack of preparation time. You booked a cafe. That was impressive. <laughs> Yes, yes, I did. So I spent Friday, I had Friday off, not working at the moment due to the lockdown. Mm. I haven't resumed work on site Mm. and I can't Mm. work from home in my current job. So I've had some extra time and I'd finished editing the pod. So I had Friday off and that was my plan to spend Friday out at the shops sourcing all my props for the theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if whether or not people saw Daz's uh, photo this week for the cafe post, but I had some banners and some green and gold balloons and streamers and I just wore green and yellow. I found some yellow sweatbands. Yeah, I've seen some of the Australian Olympic outfits and certainly over the years it has been a bit more yellow than green. So I think you've come across as quite authentic, Mel. I'm just disappointed. Dazza doesn't attract more street, Mm. you know, attention in the estate. I would have thought through all this lockdown he might have become a bit of a, a point of interest for passing traffic, but... He's just gone unnoticed. He doesn't attract any sort of <sighs> street interest, sadly. It's a shame they don't realise what a mean, dirty chai he whips up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, his talents are unrecognised. And, and the debutants, how did they enjoy the course? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> seemed quite happy. Brunch was so good, yeah. Oh, no, so we did have one comment. So mm-hmm. one of the visitors was Jeff. Yep. He's a, an event ambassador in the Geelong area. Yes. And he commented that he'd done Bushy Park Run and now that he's done Ellis Palace, he's got the worldwide double. Ooh, high praise. Yeah, well. Clearly held in high regard. 
Whilst I feel like I'm missing out in that respect, I guess the combination of circumstances means Ellis Palace really isn't going to be uh, possible on a not parkrun day morning. But uh, hopefully, hopefully one day I'll get to do the uh, the Ellis Palace course. You could do a freedom run if you're ever in the area. That's right. But anyway, I was trying to stir up a little bit of Ellis Palace versus Best Point Parkrun competition with mm. my cafe post this week. <laughs> so I had an attendance record of five. Can you beat that? Possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, my lockdown context. At this time of recording, Shell Harbour remains part of Greater Sydney. Uh, we, in fact, are the southernmost suburb in the Greater Sydney area. Uh, so what that means for me is uh, I can have my household join me. Can being the operative word. Did, did not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, look, we, we did have... I think a few scheduling challenges due to Olympic events, not necessarily the Tokyo ones. It was more so the other events. And I think some of the athletes were wanting to keep themselves primed for that. So yeah, Bass Point Not Parkrun's uh, attendance did suffer as a result to the extent that I technically only did about 2Ks of the course myself. Oh. I think I called myself adaptable last week. <laughs> uh, let's go with that theme again. <laughs> yeah, I got out for a run, but it, it was it was in the other direction. Right. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily running from lockdown, but I got really as far as I feasibly could without crossing the river out of lockdown. But you were running from something else, Ollie. I was. I was. Yeah, that's right. So, look, with all, all of the talk, all of the conversation on the Zombies Run app, uh, I had to give it a go because we've we've certainly heard from a few people that have uh, enjoyed the app and have been completing missions for some time now. So, I've signed up and Mel, I completed my first mission. Wow. And happy to say I survived. Can you tell us a little bit more about this app? Because I did see some people on Daz's Cafe asking for a bit of a review or mm. a bit of an explanation of the zombie run. Yeah. Well, look, look, let me preface this with the fact that I think some of the pros could give a pretty mean review, a pretty good review. But my experience so far, so for anyone that hasn't yet tried it, I'm getting on the bandwagon and I've loved it. It is an app. It is a running game and an audio adventure, I think it's called. And essentially, you run from zombies, <laughs> which I suppose is fairly self-explanatory. <laughs> yep, got that bit. It's plopped me straight into the first mission where I have arrived in the landscape. It's set around a place called Able Township, which is a small outpost, and they're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. And uh, yeah, so as soon as, as soon as it started up, I landed and they, they started calling me Runner 5 and talking me through a few missions. I picked up on the general gist, which was just, just run. <laughs> but between you and me, I think they were going a bit soft on me because I did ease up at one point and I still managed to escape. Technically, I've only evaded one zombie. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the newbie. But because of where I was running is south of Shell Harbour Parkrun, I um, headed out to a, a beautiful beach area called Mystics in the same state park. And after running on the beach, I turn around. Oh, I know that. What's that, Mel? Sorry? I know that. You do? When I stayed there. That's right. You would have camped right near there. Mm -hmm. So there's a plug for the campsite. Mm -hmm. The track that heads down onto the Mystics sort of beach area it has a, a nice bit of bushland behind it with some tracks. So I was ducking and weaving. They've become a little more overgrown through this lockdown period. I think you know, some haven't been used too much. But naturally, I was 
running from zombies. So uh, ducking and weaving and came around a corner and bang, there were walkers <laughs> coming in the opposite <laughs> direction. So I think in my defence they were probably just as surprised to see me as I was to see them and I refrained from telling them that they were undead. <laughs> but uh, at least despite the distraction I got away from them and the zombies. It sounds cool. I might have to try that. Yeah, highly recommend it. And I'm told, I've already seen a few of the comments, uh, I'm told there are some pretty good stories of people uh, coming across other runners or walkers uh, out on their runs and, uh, yeah, the, the timing's fantastic. So uh, <laughs> maybe just keep an eye out. It might get a bit spooky out there. Not as spooky as running from a velociraptor, mind you. <laughs> a little bit of a reference for anyone that's uh, listened to last week's pod. But, yeah, pretty spooky in its own right. That sounds fun. And the games, the Olympic Games, the family games, how's that going? Oh, Mel, I have spent the best part of a week. I mean, I can't even pretend to be your level of effort with Ella's Palace, but I've cut out a lot of Olympic medals. <laughs> You're probably above what I do. <laughs> so uh, as things stand, we've completed four days of Olympics, uh, 15 different events. I'll just say I've won one gold medal so far in the Nerf shooting. <laughs> I was really thinking my uh, my chances were a bit better in the staggered sprint and the arranged <laughs> athletics longer run, but I only just na- managed to nab a bronze for Kenya in the uh, in the longer run. Uh, and I missed... I missed out in a jump off in the longest jump. How are you losing everything (laughs) (laughs) against how old are your children? (laughs) Do you have, um, oh, what do you call it, when you give people a head start? Yes, the handicaps. Yes, that. Yeah, no, it's all about practicality. You know, it's our it's our home Olympics. In fact, we had a, an event yesterday called the Practical Pentathlon. So the Practical Pentathlon included uh, shooting because the kids love shooting the guns so much. Um, I'm a little concerned, but, you know, that's kids. <laughs> the croquet shootout. Uh, what else did we have? Throwing paper aeroplanes. This is way over and above Alice Bell's Park Run. <laughs> My goodness. We had tower building and uh, we had clean your room as the fifth event in the practical pentathlon oh i like that one that's a good one (laughs) and uh oh that was a tough one couldn't you have vacuum races i think i should instill vacuum races oh well look i'd like to say so but i've put a lot of effort into the last six events so uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've got six to go we're due to wrap up in line with the closing ceremony and i've promised them i won't be lighting any more flames (laughs) but uh yeah look we've even come up with a motto mel it's Faster, higher, stronger, within reason. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder if other people do home Olympics. (laughs) Is this something you've grown up with, Ollie? Is this the first year you've done home Olympics or is this a tradition? (laughs) It's the first time I've had my family join in. (laughs) (laughs) You weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) All that time growing up on the farm in southern Tassie. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) That's – no, that sounds fun. Uh, Look, it has been a lot of fun. I haven't really been watching a lot of the Olympics. I am a little bit excited. I did see that your very own – is it Jess Hull? Jess Hull, yeah. Qualified today for the 1,500-metre – Semis, is it? That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Victoria's own Lyndall Hall also qualified for the 1500 meter semis. Yeah. Mm. It's been fantastic to watch. Just some of the amazing performances. Yeah. You know, 
watched all the swimming, of course, watched many, many of the sports, massive soccer fan, massive football fan, of course, but some of the athletics has just been incredible. Yeah, we're, we're watching with great excitement and yes, we, we are claiming Jess. Uh, I don't think she's been on the Shell Harbour course for at least four years, maybe five, but we'll cheer nonetheless. I've got another stat for you mm. that was sent to me today by listener Adrian Hillier. Mm-hmm. Adrian actually was one of my visitors this week at Alice Palace and he said that there is a former Olympian men's hockey player whose name is Mm-hmm. Kieran Govers, and he's ran four park runs and all four at Shell Harbour. Ah, oh, sacrilege for me not to pick that up. Sorry, Kieran, <laughs> and thank you, Adrian. <laughs> 2020, I believe, January and December yeah. 2020, Kieran oh. ran his park runs at Shell Harbour, so quite recent. And, yes, former men's hockey player Olympian, and um, I believe Adrian has an interest in the hockey, so that's how come he knows about that. Yeah. Look, a lot of excitement on the Olympics front, Mel. My only regret is not being able to um, to have all the information for the rest of the week by the time the pod comes out because uh, there's so much still to come. Well, we're a bit excited down here because Lisa Waitman, she is running the marathon, the women's marathon. She becomes just the eighth Australian in athletics to go to a record fourth games. Wow. And she joins marathoners Steve Monaghini, Lisa Ondiecki, Rob DiCostella and Benita Willis as four-time Olympians. That's um, pretty esteemed company there. Yes, and I think I think that the women's marathon will be run next Saturday. So Yes. And she's a regular park runner down here in Victoria and usually runs at Maribyrnong Park Run and ah. did formally hold the park yes. run female world record. So, yes, we're very excited for Lisa. That's right. Yeah, look, I, I understand that there are a few Olympians that have been on that Maribyrnong course there. So It's a fast course at Maribyrnong. Yeah. Beautiful course. I had hoped to do much, much more research into our, our park runners, but... Uh, I'm afraid I got distracted with the Olympics, Mel, so um, I'm going to have to uh, just research it over time, I think. No, oh, we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Mel, just, I uh, suppose, changing the topic. You've got mail. We got some mail this week. We heard from E-Man, Ollie. We did. And thank you, E-Man, for getting back to us. Um, shall I read it out? Please. E-Man says, hi, guys. Ticked off another volunteering event today by running at one of Australia's newest park runs, Echo Ripley, followed by barcode scanning. A few park run tourist groups were in attendance at event number two, chasing the park run alphabet and Windex challenges. It was a cold and crisp morning, perfect running conditions. Just to clarify from the last episode, the Green Streets, are another parkrun couple, Ian and Kathy, that I tour with. I was with them again this morning, along with Barbara Luther, Darlene and Dale Murray, our local event ambassador. I completed the Alphabet Challenge back in 2019 and simply enjoy parkrun tourism. Take care, E-Man. Thank you, E-Man, for clarifying that. We mistakenly thought the Green Streets was a running group, but it's not. There are people. Uh, it sounds like a pretty cool running group. So, guys, if you want to start one, uh, <laughs> yes. let me know. I'm yet to join a group, so uh, <gasps> have to have to follow. And uh, I will also say, uh, very jealous of the event number two. <laughs> Still to find <laughs> an event number two. <laughs> oh, Ollie. But hey, going back to you're yet to join a running group. Yes. I was thinking, now I know I didn't run this past you, so surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the parkrun clubs. Yes. 
you can create an affiliation. Like you can be part of the Dirty Cheaters or you can be part of the, I don't know. There's the Westerfoldians. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Wooters, yep. Yeah, exactly. So we should have one. We should have one. We should have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Adventurers. The Adventurers. What do you think it, it could be called? I think we can't use Parkrun in the name. That's the only problem. Yeah, we could certainly come up with a pretty good alternative. Mm. Adv- Adventurers certainly is quite apt. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder if people could give us some feedback, if they'd be keen for us to create a Parkrun affiliation for them to um, join in with. Well, it might finally give me a sense of belonging, Mel. So, Aww. yeah, I, I support that. <laughs> Not that there aren't a wonderful range of groups to join. All right. Please let us know, everyone. We'd love to hear. Speaking of feedback, Mel, mm-hmm. we've got feedback too. Have we? Well, we've got feedback around our bingo card suggestions. Oh, we did. Are we going to discuss them? Ooh. See, I'm torn. I'm wondering if we share the ideas and stimulate the ideas or if we give it a bit longer, invite more. What do you think? Well, we can say that we did hear from Tracy. Yep. Tracy in a tutu. And we also heard from Pippa, who gave us some great suggestions of what we could put on the bingo card. Yes. Sadly, we didn't get any offers of support with creating said bingo card. (laughs) (laughs) But it's early days and, you know, not everybody may have listened to the episode yet. So we're going to give people time to catch up. Yep. So let us know, please. And um, we look forward to... Streaky September, it's just around the corner. So maybe, Ollie, we won't divulge the ideas we've had yet. We might wait till we get a few more in and then we can pick the best, however many. How many on a bingo card? I don't even know. Is it nine? Oh, we'll have to go back and look at last year's. Mm, Yeah, let's see. But I agree with you, Mel. Let's wait and we look forward to hearing some more great ideas and if anyone else wants to, uh, to give us a hand. But... Now, Ollie, we have a couple of roving reports to throw to. So, is it time to listen to those? Yes. Let's have a listen. Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. And today we are at Australia's westernmost parkrun in Geraldton at Marina Parkrun. And we're here for event number 67. It's a beautiful course here, like literally right by the ocean. It's an average finish time of 33 minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to do a parkrun and have a chat to a few other parkrunners. I'm here with uh, Jeanette, and uh, how did you find Marina Park Run, Jeanette? Oh, beautiful. Wind was challenging, but um, it's just a, so lovely to run beside the ocean and, um, yeah, feel the wind in the hair. <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, refreshing to run by the ocean, and the, the wind was um, quite handy on the way out on a double-back course, mm. but on the, on, the, on the way back in, it was uh, certainly a challenge. So where's, where's your home, Park Run? Uh, Yokine in um, Perth. And what brought you to Geraldton today? Well, we're actually supposed to be going to South Australia for a holiday and um, with all the changes in the border shutdowns, we uh, ended up here in, for our break instead of that. And um, well, we wanted somewhere we could drive to and that had a park run, of course, and um, somewhere to explore. And it looks like a fabulous place. We only arrived yesterday, but we've got lots of things on our list that we want to do while we're here. Excellent. It's a beautiful part of Australia. Did, did you have a park run lined up in South Australia? Um, I was hoping Kangaroo Island. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. which, yeah, we're only way. That was the one that we would have got to. Yeah, yeah that would have been that would have been spectacular. Yeah. 
Now you said that you've uh, done a few overseas park runs, where have they been? Uh, Warsaw, just out of Birmingham, we have friends in Birmingham that we often go and stay with and um, I usually drag them out of bed on a Saturday <laughs> and get them to take me over to Warsaw which is around the Arbitorium and it's, um, it's really beautiful but uh, quite a lot more runners there than most other park runners yeah. I've been to. Uh, yeah. Another one I went to was in Treviso in Italy. Uh, that's just a, a half an hour from Venice. Yeah, nice. And um, there was only oh, a dozen or so runners there, but the young lass that was running it had been living in England and come home to uh, Treviso and missed her running, so she was just starting it up. Okay. The locals hadn't quite worked out what it's all about yet, but yeah, she was just. But there were heaps of people travelling through that would stop and do it. And that was through a forest, so oh, wow. that was really amazing. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for your chat today and uh, enjoy your time in Geraldton. Thank you. I'm here with uh, Tracy, who's the event director for Marina Park Run. Good morning, Tracy. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. So, Marina Park Run's only relatively new, 67, I think it was today. What prompted you to start Marina Park Run? I used to run in Joondalup before I moved here and realised there wasn't one here, so we started one. Okay, so you only just recently moved to Geraldton? Yeah, four years ago. And how did you find the process about setting up a park run, I suppose, so far away from other park runs and maybe not people not necessarily knowing about it? Oh, no, we've had great support from Harriers and from the Tri Club and other, other places, so it's been really good. And do you, do you get a lot of tourists come through here, this being the westernmost park run? Yeah, absolutely. We get a lot of tourists. And, and some people make a point of being here on a Saturday morning just to run. So well, that, that, that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> and what, I suppose, got you started into to park run initially? Um, ran with friends initially, and it used to be just our weekly catch-up, so... Thought, I really missed it when I moved here, so we started one here, so we could do the same thing. Excellent. And how did you find today's park run? A little wet, <laughs> but really great. You know, we had good numbers, so that's that's important. The the coffee afterwards makes up for it, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> and AJ looks after us really well, so AJ's cafe looks after us really well after a run, so... Yeah, it's always convenient when the, 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 the breakfast afterwards is, you know, within a cooey of the, the start-finish line and the, um, the breakfast burrito and the coffee has certainly gone down well after today. So, well, thank you for having us at uh, Marina Park Run today, Tracy, and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. So Marina Park Run is a double out and back route along the Beresford foreshore footpath and it's also, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, Australia's westernmost park run. So we've now completed the westernmost northernmost and southernmost park runs just the easternmost to go and uh, today I'll let you know that uh, James from the Channel 2 News crew got his park run PB it was a bit of hard work out there with uh, a decent headwind on the uh, the inlap each time um, so we tried to make up for the uh, ta- with the tailwind as much as we could on the outlaps but it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a hard slog out there but uh, he got it done so you won't hear from us for a few weeks now as we continue to head north up the, the west coast and uh, the next uh, park run for us will be at Port Hedland, uh, which is a, a while off for us. So you won't hear from us for a little while, but we will talk to you next time on the Park Run Adventurers. 
Hello adventurers, it's Alison here reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today I'm coming all the way from Dunedin Parkrun on the South Island of New Zealand. Um, yeah, so Dunedin is one of our most southerly parkruns here in New Zealand and because it's so far south in winter time it is a 9am start so if you do come over when that, you know, when that trans-Tasman bubble reopens again and it's winter time, just check the start times of your event because Dunedin, Balclutha, Invercargill, Queenstown and Wanaka are all 9am. So yeah, I'm here in the Botanic Gardens. Um, I'll just give a little bit of info about Dunedin before we get started while I, I did get here a bit early. Um, Dunedin started in January 2014. So it's one of our earlier events here in New Zealand. Um, I've heard it's got a reputation as being the hardest. So I will test that out myself. And um, it's usually quite cold, but it's actually not that bad this morning. So I'll see if I can get the short sleeves out rather than having to wear a thermal. Anyway, I'm going to head over to the to the information centre, see if there's anyone here already, and then see if we can find some willing participants for the podcast. So I'm at the finish line with John, who I gather is probably a Dunedin regular. Is that right, John? Yes, I have done about nearly 60 in Dunedin. Wow. Yeah. Does it get any easier? That hill gets longer and longer every time. Uh, and of course we get older and older, but no, it's, it's a challenging, demanding course. And probably I've run some in different countries. This is the toughest course that I've encountered. Yeah, I, I can agree to that one. Uh, what's it like when you have visitors here and you, and you know the course and they don't? Well, I think it's a bit of a surprise, you know, even though we tell them it's a tough course, uh, until you get on those stairs at the going up the hill, uh, you don't realise just how tough it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any other tough ones around the place, around the world? Uh, I've done quite a few. There is a one in Bristol in England, which is 2.5 k's all the way up really no respite but gradual and then turn around but yeah. 2.5 k's is a long way <laughs> <laughs> steadily going uphill yeah so i gather you've done a bit of adventuring yourself how many different park runs have you run uh probably off the top of my head probably about 20 different ones <laughs> here in england in canada as well, yeah. Right, so, um, what would be your top three then, not including Dunedin? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bristol one, although tough, I enjoyed. It's a nice one. Uh, Wanaka, of course, it's a favourite. It, it, it's, it's a nice course and just the whole surrounding area. Uh, and possibly one I did in Canada, Victoria, on Vancouver Island, along just above the beach for most of the course, would probably be the three that I would pick out. Thanks very much. Good, you're welcome. So I'm with Joe at the finish line of Dunedin. How was that today, Joe? It was good. I've um, been suffering with a bit of a cold during the week, so um, it was a bit of a struggle, but it's always good. It's always good to finish. How long have you been running here? Um, quite a few years. I've uh, not long done my 100th. Congratulations. Thank you. It's uh, a big moment. Um, so, yeah, about probably four years. And you keep coming back even though there's that huge hill that you do at yes, least twice. Yes, I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> How did you get into parkrun? Uh, a couple of friends dragged me along. and um, Well, I didn't really have to drag, but they brought me along. And um, I think I've pretty much come every week from that. I just uh, really like the vibe and it's social. Uh, everyone's so friendly and 
supportive and it's just it's just fun and you meet so many people I've made so many friends here it's just awesome because the same people turning up every week and um, there's that little bit of competitiveness to it so it's it's just good it's it's achievable for most people (laughs) well I would say this is the hardest in New Zealand apparently so um, (laughs) why should people come and try that challenge well because it is the hardest and you want to tick that off don't you yeah (laughs) absolutely and um, you know we all do it so yeah if we can do it every week you can do it once exactly yeah (laughs) it's a very good point yeah and I usually ask people what their top three parkruns are outside of New Zealand. I know you haven't done quite so many. Yep. So well, out of the ones you've done. <laughs> other than Dunedin, my top uh, next one would be Wanaka because I'm up there a bit and it's a lovely course um, around Lake Wanaka. It's beautiful. Probably my next one in Vicargo. Yeah, another nice flat one. <laughs> Most of them are flat except Dunedin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And another one after them? Uh, Belclutha. Belclutha. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one too. So I'm quite keen to do others. Yeah, if I can, I might have to look up your book. Yeah, and, <laughs> and follow the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, cool, thanks so much. No worries. So I'm at the finish with Jeanette. How was that today? Yeah, really good. I had a rabbit to uh, drag me along the course. So how many times have you run this one? The uh, 153. Wow. Yeah. Does it get any easier? It does get easier. Um, you're always picking up a new person in front of you to chase. What would be your top tip for tackling the stairs of despair? Uh, go easy and just enjoy it, really. Taking yeah. the view at the top? Yep, yep. <laughs> Taking the looks at the uh, roadies on the side. Yeah. Now, I understand that you dragged along Joe, who we've just heard from. Yes. <laughs> How did that go down? Like, were you running together normally? Or? Uh, we've known each other for years in uh, different organisations, and uh, yeah, she was getting out running, so she, it was good to bring her out with n- more people to run with. Yeah, have you yeah. managed to bring anyone else along? Um, Join the cults? No, no, no. I've... Um, I originally came out with another friend uh, who I was her rabbit to uh, get fitter to do the outward bound. So she got me off the couch. Yeah. So yeah. So what's your favourite part of the course? Because it is in two distinct parts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, after the stairs uh, going up, uh, and then you taper down through the bush yeah. to, to see the scenery as well. Nice bit of recovery yeah. too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much. Well, I'm back from doing Dunedin Park Run and I'm going to be honest it is hands down the hardest park run that I have run to date that was my I think it was my 64th or 65th different event that I have run and I thought I'd run some hard ones in the UK but honestly I think Dunedin wins hands down so it's two little laps of um, the flat section of the botanical gardens and Apparently it's beautiful when all the flowers are in bloom and I can believe that. So I look forward to coming back again. And then you do two laps of the upper part of the gardens. And the upper part, you have to go up the stairs of despair. And not only do you have to go up the stairs of despair once, but you have to go up them twice. And it's not just the stairs of despair. You go up those stairs, you come back down again, and then you have to go up this dog leg out and back. And again, that's uphill. But absolutely amazing. Um, Really, really loved it. Such a challenge. And I'm in awe of those parkrunners who call Dunedin Parkrun their local. So definitely worth coming over to try that one out. 
I'm now going to uh, well, go back to the, the Mo Motel, which isn't too far away, go have a shower, and then I'm going to go and do some exploring around the Otago Peninsula because Dunedin is known for Larnock Castle and some albatross. So I'm hopefully going to go and see some albatross chicks. While I do all these little adventures, I do like to um, do a little bit of sightseeing where I can. So that's what I'm going to be up to later and hopefully my legs will recover. So I'll see you next time. And thank you to Mark and Alison for the roving reports this week. Congratulations in particular to James on a PB. Yes. Happy birthday, James, too. <laughs> Big week for the Scarboroughs. It was. And yeah. they attended their westernmost park run. So they're ticking off all their challenges over there. They really are rounding the compass almost. Just one last to go. And, yeah, and signing off for a couple of weeks there, Mel, until they, they come mm. back into um, park run range once again. Park run radar range. Where will that be? Did you... Up. Oh, up Port Headland is my understanding yeah, there. I don't know where that is. Up in the northwest there. I know mum was quite excited because she's meant to go, obviously lockdown permitting. Yeah, she's meant to go up that way ooh, late October and um, was quite excited thinking that she'd get to do a, a park run up towards Broome. But, yeah, unfortunately it's a it's a long hike to any park run. Right. So it's still yeah. in West Australia, Port Headland. Yeah, that's my understanding. Which is what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Alison Ollie, she has become a South Islander. Yes, congratulations, Alison. Running at Dunedin. Sounds like a pretty mean course to do it too. The Stairs of Despair. <laughs> I'm jealous. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. From what Alison said, it's the hardest park run she's ever done. That is probably the area I'll be heading to if I get to go to New Zealand because that's where my son's girlfriend's from, ah. Dunedin. So... Mm. The far south there. Mm. Hopefully we have a bubble once again before too long. Yes, I have this <laughs> desire to um, break into song with that before too long, but I will refrain. Okay. But, Ollie, should we touch on the visitors we had this week from Dazzers? I think that'd be lovely too. And we were embracing all things Olympic this weekend, obviously, as we've talked about for uh, oh, at least 50% of the pod, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we did ask the question, who will do it better? And those that have listened this far will know that uh, Ellis Palace Parkrun, Ellis Palace not Parkrun, I should say, did outdo Bass Point not Parkrun on all things Olympic. But, Mel, uh, we did hear from uh, a number of listeners and we started across the ditch with Tanya Bailey, midwinter Christmas this week at Pegasus. I did first time as briefing for five brand new park runners, and I also made a Christmas cake, which was devoured at the finish. 105 people in attendance this morning and not too cold. And look, that grass still did look a little frosty to me. I don't know if it was just a mindset thing, but yeah, great to see you guys in the festive gear. Yes, and a nice big cake there as well. And yes. Brett Bailey also ran Pegasus midwinter Christmas run with Brunner. Got 43 for my bingo. Brunner loved the gingerbread. <laughs> 200 park runs all at Pegasus for Trudy, and Jeff clocked up 200 of his park runs at Pegasus as well. Well done. That's a pretty good uh, pretty good collection. Mm -hmm. And we heard from Val Warwick. 
Timekeeping at Devonport in the rain and wind. Incredibly, that is two wet park runs this month, which is really odd for the usually sunny Devonport. Best wishes to all of you in lockdown. Please take care. And thank you, Val. Tracy Wood. Morning, team. I was at New Farm this morning to work on my P-Index, got the obligatory photo with Mrs. Sheep pre-event and then yummy potato rosti at the markets afterward. And... Tracy just got her park run in in time because Queensland has now gone into a snap lockdown. Yeah, welcome back to the club, guys. Hopefully it'll pass soon. We heard from Ingrid, Ingrid Botha. Ran, I hope my secret park run nemesis is taking this time off, not not park run yesterday. A flat four-kilometre course weaving in and out of the streets of my local suburb. Delighted to report 100% of the people I said hi to said hi back. Most with kind enthusiasm. So grateful to have discovered running. And Melanie McGregor. Our Olympic park run at Greytown Woodside Trail Park Run was last weekend. So this weekend I did some park run tourism to Trentham Memorial Park Park Run. It was my first time visiting this park run. I walked Track C with friends and family. It's a beautiful two-lap course with asphalt, river stock bank and native bush. We went for a coffee at the Fig Tree Cafe afterwards. Great to see some more of my home park runners at this park run too. We are planning to visit again soon and definitely during summer. It would be amazing going through the native bush on a warm summer's morning. And I did love the shot there of the landscape with the beautiful light. Once again, looked somewhat cold, but looked very inviting. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Sonia Polman. Rainbow Unicorn Cake Time at the beaches for two of our wonderful RDs. Oh, yeah, and it was a pretty sweet low tide too. How was that cake? Yeah, unicorns and rainbows everywhere. I was going to even try and count the unicorns because there were different layers of different unicorns and rainbows. It was just amazing. And we heard from Chris Fraser. Fitted a new set of tyres for this morning's run, but does it count if for some reason your Garmin thinks it's December and not July? Now I know why it took so long to find satellites. It was picking them from an alternative universe. Whichever month it was, well done. I hope he got it sorted. <laughs> Actually, did yeah. did he log it for a not park run, Ollie, uh, for Shell Harbour? Because I did notice mm. Shell Harbour came third in not park run in Australia this week. There's been some um, some great participation, and there, there was <laughs> certainly a Chris Fraser not park run logged amongst a, a I think a sizable number. Well done to everyone. You had some visitors, Ollie. We did. Mm. Not quite sure how they snuck across, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can do magical things in lockdown. Yes, certainly keeping keeping the, the motivation going. I'll expect you all at Tool and Creek next week. You're on notice. <laughs> yeah, well, I am looking for a Tool and Creek-shaped course, but uh, no luck. All the streets bend the wrong way. <laughs> I have to do the Mirror Universe Tool and Creek, the Toulon Creek course. We also heard from Mandy Oliver. Snuck a park run in at Paradise Point just before Snap Lockdown announced. Wow. But thank you for another fantastic morning light photo. Uh, we hope your lockdown is over soon, Mandy. They were lucky, those Queenslanders, for getting in that park run just before that happened. Mm. Uh, and we heard from Alison. I became a South Island Regionaire. I ran at Dunedin Park Run the Edinburgh of the South, 
and survived the stairs of despair. Probably the hardest parkrun out of my 64 events. After parkrun, I visited the Otago Peninsula and specifically the Albatross Centre, where I enjoyed this South Island delicacy, the humble yet delicious cheese roll. She's got a point. I don't think the cheese roll gets much of a rap, really, does it? <laughs> it's, well, uh, overlooked. Hmm. I think I've heard of Vegemite and cheese rolls generally even being rated. This might be an Australian thing. I don't know, but potentially getting more of a wrap than just a cheese roll or cheese and bacon roll. At least I can pronounce it. <laughs> and we also heard from our other roving reporter, Mark Scarborough. Australia's westernmost parkrun done at Marina Parkrun. Did James from the Channel 2 News crew get his parkrun PB today? Listen to the podcast next week to find out. And, well, that was certainly aimed at everyone at Dazzers at the weekend because we've just given the spoilers. Well done again, James. <laughs> Yay, James. You did well. <laughs> yes. And Janet Reed did my 100th volunteer aboard the mothership Lockheel Park Run on the last day of dry July. Even lockdown didn't sway me. I've been raising funds for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. I brought the post-park run wine for my friends but stuck to my skinny flat white, sending positive vibes to all who are in lockdown and missing out on their weekly fix. Congratulations, Janet, on your 100th volunteer. Massive, massive effort and sticking to dry July, even more massive. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough time. So, look, well done. And... Um Thank you very much for sending the love our way as well. Yes. We also heard from Erica Liotta. Park run number 232 for me with a lovely walk at Kedron and a delicious breakfast afterwards at Fuel & Co. And Sam Schroeder. Week five of the Love Shack Not Park Run and Luke's Cafe served up this amazing pumpkin choc chip loaf. Five weeks and five new recipes. Almost makes me not even mind the extended lockdown. <laughs> and I noticed that Sam got requests for the recipe. Yep, and happy to share too. Thank you, Sam. Yes, I think I need it as well. Well, there we are. There's next week's brunch sorted. We also heard from Claire Stutchbury. Very happy to get our 93rd event in at Golden Beach before lockdown starts this Arvo. Second fastest time this year. Well done. Good work, Claire, but uh-oh. Mm. The dynamic duo are also in lockdown. Not good. And Jack Corkle, feeling grateful to be able to complete Golden Beach Park Run before the lockdown this morning. Also got some delicious brekkie after a speedy run. Getting close to Cow Club. We know, Jack, we are tracking you. Yes, yes, and well done. Well done once again. Now, we also heard from Irene Bomacanti. Irene let us know that... Uh, Achieved an event 47 for our Windex today and also worked on our P-Index, if only Ellis Palace counted. Today's theme was the Olympics. Green and gold held centre stage with an Aussie flag and swimming goggles thrown in the mix. Path and I enjoyed our second visit to the number one not park run worldwide, hosted by the Bikine Melissa. We were joined by the equally famous Adrian and Jeff. So much star power in one place. Brunch was had at the local Jolly Millers with crushed avo and coffee going down a treat. It felt like a real park run despite some restrictions. Happy place. Oh, thanks, Irene. It was lovely that you came to visit. Mm. Appreciated that. And we heard also from Helen Davis, Ringwood East, not park run with Steve and the dogs and breakfast and coffee at home and a freshly baked 
keto spiced pumpkin cake for morning tea too. Yummo and mm. keto right up my alley, as Helen well knows. Pippa White also popped in. With a PA buff on, I ran around Water Meadows Park Run near Toaster, doing Park Run for all my friends who did it for me. Took a friend, Park Run number four, brought Brecky to go, and he ate mine. <laughs> so lovely to have Park Run chats. Here's to all of us being out together in different places soon. Oh, Thank you, Pippa. Yes, thanks, Pippa. That sounds like a great morning. And, and look, I will just put up my hand and say that's slightly informed guesswork on the pronunciation of toaster, but egg on face if I got that very wrong. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> keen for your feedback, Pepper. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Yes. Uh, we heard from Fat Girl to Iron Man. Should we say that's Tamsin? That's Tamsin. Yes. <laughs> so excited to be back park running again in the UK. I managed to get a queue for my alphabet at Queen Elizabeth. Fabulous, Tamsin. Well done on that. Good to see you back there. And Penny Simpson, finished tokens at a very cold and wet Mount Clarence Park run, then a small flat white with a double shot at three anchors before going home to deal with the bag full of wet park run gear. No sign of the park run weather fairies this morning. It went over there in the west. Yeah. I thought they had better weather over there. <laughs> fairies sometimes have a week off. Uh, okay. Chris Fraser. Didn't we already read Chris Fraser? Does it doesn't discriminate. Come in as many times as you like. Wait. Okay. All right. I ran yesterday, but only just got around to the sausage roll. It was a good four star, but overshadowed by the gold medal <gasps> pepper pie, which was the best ever amazing 4.9. Losing 0.1 because it was fragile and I made a complete mess. Sam's crusty bread caramel. caramel. Mm. Well, hang on. Why does the poor pepper pie lose 0.1 because of Chris made a mess? That's not really very fair. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame the pepper pie for that. Hmm. I suppose he's, he's making the score. I'm on the pepper pie side. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is implying that it was fragile, so maybe it's partially to blame. Mm. But, okay, there's a there's a recommendation there. I mean, that is quite potentially a, um, a DR, a Daz's record. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you better remember that then. Oh, dear. Because I'll forget. Yep, 4.9 stars. Well, coming from Chris, I'm pretty sure we've had a five star from, from elsewhere. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us at Dazz's. We did love to hear from all your adventures around Australia and abroad. But now, Ollie, it's time to listen to our cheeky informant. This is the informant coming to you live again from my house. This lockdown would be great, except for Dad working from home. This week's view, the Olympics. So many boring sports. At least they have started putting in some young people sport. Skaters are awesome. Speed climbing, that's cool. But golf, come on. And what's with the artistic swimming? Nobody can take that seriously. And what's with the cycling? They remind me of a bunch of seagulls. Just milling about, looking around to see who's about. Until someone drops a chip and then it's all... In a mad, chaotic rush. It's ridiculous. So I'm taking a break from the TV to bring you the stats. They're only current at the time they collected 
and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. But you wouldn't do that, because you can get it all right here at the Parkrun Adventurers. On the juniors front, we were down to just one event at Thorndon Juniors, 28 Junior Park Eastock Park. There were no first-timers and no milestones. But a big congratulations to Daniel and Joel Wilmot, who both ran PBs. Just like the juniors, in Australia regular 5k parkruns were hard hit by COVID restrictions. But with lots of activity overseas, even more than last week, all the post-COVID international records were broken. There were 1,099 runs taking place in 14 countries. There were 271 in Australia, 33 in New Zealand. Canada had 4, Denmark and France had 8, Germany 17, Italy came back with 4, Japan had 20, Netherlands came back for real this time with 4, Norway came back with 1, Poland had 77, Russia 66, United Kingdom 551, and the USA had 35. There were three launches. Menzola launched in Italy, while Garbag Forest and Stories Field launched in the UK. Aussie New Zealand attendance was up by 3,000. We had 25,407 runners out of a hectic 151,764 worldwide. That's up more than 21,000 on last week. Down under, we had 3,186 PBs, while 841 people participated for the first time. 47 juniors reached the Junior 10 milestone. 124 people reached their 50 milestone. 86 people reached their 100 milestone. And 15 people reached their 250 milestone. 14 people called bingo. Tim Shannon was the quickest with 133 events. Joe O'Sullivan was the slowest person taking 282 events, which is still pretty quick and very close to what Bay's trousers thinks is the theoretical magic number that should be the average. It has been a bit quiet recently, but this week we have 16 new states peoples. In the ACT we have Julian Singh, Nicole Sidden, Sarah Fain, Susan Marshall, Steve Richardson and Roy Freilink. In the Northern Territory, we have Kerry Webb, Maxine Parker, Rihanna Meyer, Jamie O'Neill, Yvonne O'Neill, Robin Richworth, and Alan Webb. In Tasmania, we had Frank and Annette Casamady. While over in the New Zealands, Alison King completed all of the South Island at Dunedin. On the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list, Robin Richworth continues his climb to be now equal 10th with Alan Burrell with 154 events after running at Palmerston. Now for the Windex. I can admit it to you guys because old Rumblebum only listens to AM radio, but I might have mucked up the Windex numbers. I think we had 120 movers, and I think Cassie Hughes is the biggest mover, jumping 19 points from 52 to 71. Never mind. Free Windex stats for everyone next week. Okay, Parkies, that's your lot from me this week. As always, to see the stats in full, you should definitely follow The Informant on Facebook or visit the blog at www.theinformant.me. That's theinformant, all one word, dot M-E. This has been The Informant, and my stats report is like a huge bag of marshmallows being toasted in the fire pit. Bye! And thank you to The Informant. There's... 
Something about that jingle, Mel. Something kind of just sets me up. It's such a nice, nice jingle. It's very upbeat. Such a happy jingle. It is. Yeah. Yes. And everybody working from home at the moment, Ollie, in Parkrun Adventurer HQ. That's right. Yeah, just as well we've got that flexibility. I guess the rent on the HQ might need a bit of looking at, given we're not really using it. But anyway. True that. It'd be good to get back there one day. Once we're out of lockdown... For our return. As is a few countries this week, Ollie. Good segue. Seamless. We welcome back Italy and Norway last weekend. And the Netherlands. Yes. Which we maybe prematurely announced the previous week. False start. That's right. That happens all the time. <laughs> Trust me, I saw it all the time on TV last night. <laughs> and and Sweden's coming back too this weekend. They are. Yes, exciting. All the countries are coming back. So I look, look forward to celebrating some more uh, Euro Scandinavian parkrun returns there. A hundred percent. We're looking forward to it. And also, as much as we are looking forward to Streaky Sept Bar. Yes, that's right. Something that kind of just sets me up. Streaky September is uh, is a fun thing. It's something that just gives a little bit of extra motivation and a whole lot more fun. And we'll have a lot more to say about that in the weeks ahead. We will. Yeah, looking forward to, I think, getting everyone primed and ready to go. Look, Mel, speaking of primed and ready to go, I'd say whilst at the time of recording, they're all pretty much ready to go. Some have already run, but we had a chat earlier on in this podcast. We mentioned it briefly in the, in the last podcast, but we've probably underdone it for our Australian athletes. And apologies to our overseas listeners, because we know that you've also got representatives at the Olympics. But uh, yeah, we're pretty chuffed to see a lot of park runners out there, Mel. We are, Ollie. And I was excited to note that a couple of athletes I got to meet when I did the Nitro Park Run back in 2017. That was a special one-off event uh, associated with Albert Melbourne Park Run. I got to meet Annalise Ruby Renshaw and Lyndon Hall and they are both competing in this coming week for the 4x400-metre relay for Annalise and the 1500-metre for Linden Hall. And she qualified today, I believe, in the semis. Into the into the semis, that's right. Mm. Also in the 1500-metres there with Jess, with Jess Hull. Yes, Jess mm. of what parkrun fame, Ollie? Hey, she rocked up at Shell Harbour for uh, 10 or 12 parkruns once. <laughs> 10 or 12? That's substantial. Yeah, that's right. She's, That's right. She, we'll claim her. She's yep. a park runner. We will. Yeah. Look, Mel, I won't say that I know all the events of some of our uh, some of our park runners here, but um, special mention to another Shell Harbour park runner first and foremost, Jai Edwards, running the fifteen hundred meters, and because uh, we're recording this Monday night, Jai's first heat is Tuesday morning. So very excited about that. Good luck, Jai. Yep. Um, Someone that has run already in the 10,000 metres, Patrick Tiernan, and what a run. Yes. Yeah. Extraordinary run from Patrick, and I think the whole world was watching that. He put everything into it, didn't he, Ollie? I think it's one of those ones you quite aptly describe as gutsy. Uh-huh. And look, Mel, I believe there's a few more. I mean, Isabel Bat-Doyle, Jenny Blundell, Rose Davies, Genevieve Gregson, uh, Stuart McSwain, and one that's also popped up. And did I say Liam Liam Adams? Surely no, I said Liam Adams. You Liam didn't. Adams. Yes. Yeah. Familiar name as well as are many. But um, look, uh, what about Peter Bowl? Oh, I know. 
that's very exciting. The first Australian in 53 years to make the Olympic 800 metres final. So that's really exciting too. And what does he hold, Ollie, the Claysbrook Cove course record holder? That's right, the male course record holder. Just stunning. It's been so exciting. So, uh, yeah, all the best. Good luck (laughs) as at time of recording and well done to all of you probably uh, by the time that uh, everyone gets to listen to this. And safe travels home. Yes. Well, Mel... I'm not sure. Do we uh, do we look forward to next week, <laughs> next week's park run or not park run day? Oh, because we don't know if we're going to have one, Ollie. Mm. Um. Well, have you got Bass Point not park run plans? Yep, I'm looking forward to a Bass Point not park run next week. Excellent. Well, I might. I don't know. Plan an adventure if I can. Mm. I will see. I'm not holding hope that Victoria will be back, but you never know because, yeah. to be honest, things are looking good here. Looking very positive. Yeah, things yeah. are looking so, positive. Touch so, wood. Touch wood. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we're an outside chance. Let's put it that way. But uh, in any case, I, I, let's just say I'm looking at what my options are uh, to travel to states where the borders are open. Mm, fingers crossed. And if you do get to, I will be following yourself and every other park runner to uh, enjoy your park <laughs> run experience vicariously. Thank you. Thank you. Because we've still got Tassie running uh, South Australia's back after last yep. week's brief lockdown. Yep. West Australia's still going. Northern Territory is still going. So. And parts of Queensland and New South Wales still. Yes. And the ACT. Yes, although I think from Victoria those places are less yes. available. That's right. Yeah. But, yes, you're right. You are 100% correct. They are still running. So we're very happy for them. But uh, nonetheless, it has been another wonderful week catching up, Ollie. Thank you for joining me again to discuss all things Park Run. Thank you, Mel. And as always, you can contact us on Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. But, Ollie, that's it for another week. We will see you all next week for more adventures. Each other. I was always one second 
behind Hannah.